We're going to continue with election discussion here, a little bit different. Um, if you were paying attention last week, and I'm sure some of you were, a bit of a surprise, well, actually a pretty big surprise, in Nova Scotia, they held a provincial election last Tuesday. Uh, the Liberals had been in power since, uh, I think, 2013, uh, about seven or eight years. Uh, they were expected to win, and they didn't, and they lost quite convincingly. As a matter of fact, the uh, Conservatives forming a majority government in Nova Scotia, and immediately, as that happens a couple of days into the federal election campaign, people start to say, hey, take a look at this. Maybe this is good news for the Conservatives. On the surface, it certainly looks that way, but is it? It's a little more complicated than that. So to get some details around what we can read in the tea leaves of the Nova Scotia election, we're going to chat with Dr. Lori Turnbull, who is Director and Associate Professor at the School of Public Administration at Dalhousie. Uh, Dr. Turnbull, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me on. So at first glance, obviously, you would think, hey, this is great news for the Conservatives heading into a federal election campaign. Things are changing. The Liberal government was expected to win, and they didn't. This is exactly what the Conservatives want to see. So on the surface, it looks like very good news. Oh, for sure. I mean, and there's a lot of parallels, actually, between the two when you start boiling down, um, you know, like the Liberals, the same in Nova Scotia as it seems now federally, kind of lack of a clear ballot question and things like that. I wouldn't say that there's, like some palpable anti-liberal hide that went through Nova Scotia that's going to affect Trudeau in the same way, right? Like, Rankin was absolutely set up to win this election. He could have won this election. His campaign did not go well. Tim Houston did, and that's what happened. But still, it's a sign that voters are willing to change uh, leaders. But there's also a risk in drawing a direct line between the Conservatives of Nova Scotia and the Conservatives federally under Aaron O'Toole, because in reality, a lot of the things they campaigned on in Nova Scotia fit a little more closely with the federal Liberals, don't they? Oh, for sure. Tim Houston would say that himself. That he, like, he actually went through great lengths to distance himself from Aaron O'Toole and the federal Conservatives during the campaign. Those were some of his most, like, kind of resonant moments. And so I, it's hard to put Houston's win in the win column for O'Toole when Houston was walking around saying he was closer to Trudeau than O'Toole. Um, as you say, though, ultimately it is a win for the Conservatives and something they can build upon. Um, it was a very short election campaign, as is the federal election campaign, and you say the campaign didn't go well for the Liberal leader in Nova Scotia. So, I mean, can you pick up just some tips in terms of how to run a short, intense campaign like this? I mean, obviously they did a great job yeah. in Nova Scotia. I mean, I think, like, the probably the most compelling thing about Houston's campaign was that he was very focused on health care. He didn't deviate from his message. Obviously, his platform had other things in it, but he didn't really try to put something different in the window every day. He wasn't coming out announcing something different. It was, we are, you know, we are con- committed to giving every Nova Scotian a family doctor, and that was what he ran on, and he was energetic he was he was positive he took, you know took a few shots at Lincoln but not not to the point that it was really out of control or anything he kept a really uh, energetic game the whole time and he was you know he was straightforward now um, you've already seen the day after the campaign the day, like the day after election day he indicated he was not going to go ahead with rent control even though that was something he said he might be open to and so you know <laughs> right away he starts to pr- close off a few avenues that he was open to but that's okay where did the pandemic oh, yeah. fit in? Because as an Albertan, taking a look at the way that the maritime bubble worked and everything like that, it seemed pretty effective. It seemed like they did a really nice job in handling the pandemic out there. So um, how did that fit in? How was that not something that really helped the Liberals? I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? Like, I mean, as far as on the day itself, I definitely didn't get a sense that anyone felt that voting is not really safe. You might be taking sure. a risk. Like, 
everything was good, I think, from the administrative side. And we, as you say, we've managed COVID really, really well. Um, I ju it just wasn't a backward-looking campaign. It was a forward-looking campaign. And, you know, Houston really kind of, and, and Gary Burrell and the NDP did too. Like, they were really focused on affordable housing and rent control. They were talking about the things that matter to Nova Scotians and how their quality of life is going to be determined going forward. To be honest with you, Rankin didn't seem to channel that, you know, look, you know, look at the great things we did. Look yeah. at how well we managed things. Don't you want us to keep, keep running things because, hell, anything else is going to be worse? Like, he didn't seem to get that message out there. And so it wasn't out there for people to grab onto. So the underlying message here is uh, it still comes down to the campaign and Rankin just didn't get the job done. And it, you know, you're right. And, and I think, too, like the parties in Nova Scotia are quite close together. Yeah. This, is, this is something that would make us kind of unique, I think, in the sense that sometimes when you hear the leaders talk, if you close your eyes, it could be any of them, right? Like, they're all pretty close. And so then it means that vo voters can be volatile and kind of promiscuous without taking a whole lot of risks. And so then everybody's, all the leaders are vulnerable in that case. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great insight. Thanks so much, Doctor. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's Dr. Lori Turnbull, the director and an associate professor at the School of Public Administration at Dalhousie. And yeah, I think the initial reaction for conservatives immediately was, wow, this is fantastic news. This is great. Um, but as she said, and if, it's kind of interesting, if you go through the campaign platforms that came from the Conservative Party in Nova Scotia that won the election, and you contrast it with the federal Conservatives and the federal Liberals, it aligns much more closely with the federal Liberals, as a matter of fact. Um, so I don't know how much we can read into what's gone on in that Nova Scotia election. Certainly it's great news if you're a Conservative. Uh, whenever you see a Conservative government winning, you'll take it, no doubt about it. But can we translate it directly to this federal election campaign that we're in right now? Maybe not. Maybe not. But it does show that, uh, as uh, the doctor said, people are willing to make a change. You know, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a liberal, you don't want to change now. You, you know, we're just coming out of the pandemic, going into the recovery. That's what Trudeau says. So it's time to have a reevaluation of our government, right? Uh, banking on the fact that a lot of people will say, you don't change horses midstream. Let's ride this out. But... It shows that that's not always the policy that the voters will follow, especially when it comes to the Nova Scotia election.